It's a wild and wonderful Wednesday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. DeMichael Cole and I are back together once again. This time we're breaking down our ideal Grizzlies rotations. Do we have the same 10-man rotation? Maybe DeMichael thinks they should go 11-man to start the season. Maybe I'm going to hunker down and be tough and go with a nine-man rotation. Am I starting someone other than Zaire Williams? Maybe DeMichael is. We're going to talk about all that and so much more on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's exciting times here at Locked On Grizzlies. We are officially one week away from opening night. The Memphis Grizzlies continue their uh, bye week, it feels like, going into the final preseason game against the Milwaukee Bucks. And you have picked a perfect place to begin your Wednesday, checking out Lockdown Grizzlies with myself and DeMichael Cole of the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I am the Grizzlies columnist for Bluff City Media. Between the two of us, you can't get much better in terms of daily Memphis Grizzlies content. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're checking us out over on YouTube as well. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. We're proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. And thank you for making DeMichael and I part of your NBA content team. DeMichael Cole, uh, today is an exciting day for a variety of reasons. We're going to start off talking our ideal Grizzlies rotations with the guard position. We'll talk forwards and wings and bigs later on in the show, but it's a fitting way to begin our rotation preview because the Grizzlies got some good news on that front when it comes to the guy who projects to be their starting point guard for as long as John Morant is out. Yeah, Marcus Smart, right? Uh, everyone's been asking us, uh, when is Marcus Smart going to uh, debut? And we kind of joked about it. There's some some you know history with the Grizzlies expecting guys to play and you know these injury things whether it's Stephen Adams I think you brought up like Chandler Parsons and guys oh like gosh. you know Deontay Davis like there's some history here but at the end of the day uh all signs are pointing to Marcus Smart playing Friday uh in the uh preseason finale and being available in the regular season opener uh he finally got a practice in on Tuesday uh practice with the team uh so he's ramping up now and Sounds like he's going to be good to go. So Marcus Mark should play in the preseason finale as well as the rest of the stars. And even if he doesn't play in the preseason finale, he sure as heck better be playing in the regular season uh, opener against, yeah. I believe, the New Orleans Pelicans on yep. Wednesday night next week. Uh, we're literally seven days away from that as we uh, enjoy this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Grizzly. So here's how this is going to work. Building off of that positive news, the positive vibes of Marcus Smart being available on Friday, and then, of course, to begin the regular season. We are going to, DeMichael and I, we have done the task of constructing our own ideal rotations. We did not share these with one another until right before the show, just to make sure we were organized for our dear listener, dear viewer. We don't want the show to suffer because we may be off track or maybe we, we get thrown off by something like the Michael Cole starting John Contract. That would completely erode the entire Joe, play. Joe, Joe, you, I, I don't even want to see your reaction. Right. To, so to, we had to, to make that. sure that I, if that is the case, I had to, you know, get it together a little bit. <laughs> and we're going to go by position groupings, guards, forwards, or wings. 
yep. and bigs. Okay, so we're not going to necessarily talk starting lineup as much as we're going to talk about minute distribution, who we would play among that position group. Yeah. And maybe we disagree on what that position group actually looks like. That could be part of this conversation, too. So I'll go first here with the guards. Uh, the aforementioned Marcus Smart. There are two four, 240 minutes available in a standard regular season basketball game for uh, players to play, right, in terms of your, if you're divvying things up across a roster. Yep. And I'm going to give 30 minutes of that to Marcus Smart as my starting point guard. No surprise there with John Morant out. Smart at about 30 minutes a game. Desmond Bain's going to get 34 minutes a game. He's going to be my guy who gets the most time on the floor. I think he physically can handle it. I think he has the capacity to be that guy, to be that leader. Physically, they need him to be that dude. And he's also less likely to have foul trouble than Jaron Jackson Jr. So I think assuming that Bain's going to have the next most minutes is fair. The next guard in terms of minutes for me is Luke Kennard. I've got him slated at 22 minutes. If he plays a little bit more than that as a true sixth man type, that's not too surprising for me. I'll talk more about it later on in the show, but I see a, a doubling of the sixth man start the season. That'll make more sense when we get to the bigs. And then my last guard is Derek Rose. Again, with John Morant out, Rose will be in this mix. I've got him at 16 minutes a game. So that's only a couple of minutes where Bain would have to be the true point guard by himself. So Marcus Smart at 30 minutes, Desmond Bain at 34, Kennard at 22, Derek Rose at 16. That's my guard breakdown partner. What about you? We're not, I'm not too far off from you. Uh, uh, I'll start with Marcus Smart, and for me, I have Marcus Smart slotted at 32 minutes. Uh, I think that's a standard number for Grizzlies, you know, starting point guards, as we've said in the past. Uh, one thing that I factored in when when making these projections, I know, Joe, you were saying this is your projection. This is my projections as well, but at the same time, I try to get into the mind of Taylor Jenkins as well, because if it's up to me, uh, you know, a guy like Marcus Smart probably be on the floor more than 32 minutes. Uh, but I know Taylor Jenkins likes to play the long game. Uh, we saw last season the Grizzlies didn't have a player on the team that ranked in the top 50 in the NBA in minutes per game. That includes John Morant, who who I think John Morant finished last season uh, at 30 at 32 minutes a game, 31.9. Uh, and and he, the year before that, he was at 33.1. So I'm going to say Marcus Smart at 32 minutes. Uh, Derrick Rose, I think, fills in those other 16 minutes, uh, probably eight and a half or whatever the case may be. I say 16 minutes of Derrick Rose as the backup point guard. Uh, I think you left a couple minutes in there for Desmond Bain to potentially be uh, the primary ball handler. I think, I did. yeah, I think uh, for me, that is definitely you know something that could happen. But I, I you got Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose. Uh, I think when we talk about Desmond Bain being a primary ball handler, it'll happen while those guys are in the game. It won't be with Marcus Smart or Derrick Rose or both going out of the game. I think it'll sure. be a situation where Marcus Smart plays on the ball some. Uh, Desmond Bain kind of just develops as a secondary secondary facilitator. So with that being said, I got Desmond Bain slotted at 33 minutes, which is the highest uh, for me amongst the Grizzlies players uh, that I have slotted in the rotation again. Desmond Bain at 33, you probably say uh, that's fairly low for star players in the NBA, but that's right right on uh, par for the Grizzlies. I think Desmond Bain last season uh, played 31.7 minutes per game, so this is a tick up for him. Uh, so I got him at 33. Now here's the big boost for me. I think you had Kennard at around 22. Uh, mm -hmm. I got him up. I got him up at 26 minutes per game, and you'll notice if you do the math mm -hmm. with that, you do the math. 
Desmond Bain, 33, Luke Kennard, uh, 26. That means there's going to have to be some overlap there, right? That means one of them is either going to slide up to point guard or one is going to have to slide down to small forward. Well, I will get to that uh, later, you know, in our next segment. But I think that it with Luke Kennard, we saw last season with the Grizzlies, uh, he played 24 and a half minutes per game. And that was just basically, you know, uh, in a situation where he was learning the uh, the offense. I think from what we've heard from Taylor Jenkins, uh, getting Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard on the floor together is more of a priority this season. Uh, you talk about a six-man type role. I think he is kind of going to get those six-man type minutes. Uh, so I got him at 26 minutes for Luke Kennard. Interesting. I like where your head's at in terms of Kennard. Trust me, I see him as that way as well. I yeah. just see somebody else. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Later on in the show, yeah, is going to be in a similar boat, just at a different position group. So yeah, that might be where our minutes are a little bit different, but we're on the same page in terms of who is playing, who's not playing. John Conchar, thankfully, uh, in terms of if you see him as a guard, he's not on the floor. The thankfully is for me. Again, I want to stress that. Like the Michaels around the players in the locker room, I say what's on the mind of Joe Mullinax. You know, John Conchar maybe might want to punch me in the face one day if I'm ever at a Grizzlies game. They are in Washington, not this coming weekend, but next weekend. Yeah. That's one of their first road games. Is might get a might get a late night good. knock on you get a yeah. late night knock on your yeah, door. Right. So <laughs> meet yeah, me in the parking lot. <laughs> be careful about that. So John Conchar, shout out to John Conchar. I just don't <laughs> want you playing meaningful minutes at this stage of the Grizzlies uh, process here. So no, John Conchar. Uh, other players you probably could argue are more so wing forward types exactly. anyway mm-hmm. and then you you know obviously jacob gilliard you know those types they're going to be down with the memphis hustle more often than not yeah. on their two-way contracts so that is our guard rotation not too different to michael and myself when we come back next here on lockdown grizzlies we will talk about our wings what wings should see the opening night floor will john conchar make an appearance here he's not going to make an appearance here will zaire williams be our starter or will someone else be on the floor for us because we talked about smart and bain as guard starters what about that small forward spot we'll talk about that next here on lockdown grizzlies but first oh demichael it's that time to talk about our favorite pair of shorts bird dogs they make you look good they have stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a very nice sculpted look they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And they use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Maybe you're going off to a golf game, right? DeMichael plays golf all the time. Maybe he's going to go check out uh, a, a quick 18 holes. Maybe I'm off somewhere trying to look both fashionable and be comfortable at the same time. Well, however you're taking in your bird dogs, it is a wonderful chance for you to both look good and feel good all at the same time. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter the promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, talking wings and not the Magic City wing guru kind. We're talking. Uh, who's going to be the starting small forward and more for the Memphis Grizzlies? Stick with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I am the Memphis Grizzlies columnist for Bluff City Media. 
We are both more than capable of talking Memphis Grizzlies basketball with you. And we appreciate you joining us wherever you may be on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We broke down the guard minutes rotation earlier in the show. To Michael, it's time to move on to the wings. And again, when we say wings, because the traditional position groups in basketball still exist, but they're not Barely. necessarily how things are, are broken down anymore, right? right? Like we're closer to positionless ball. And that's how we'll talk about these wings here. So we talked about four of our, I'm assuming, 10-man rotation. We didn't stress that earlier in the show. I'm at a 10-man rotation. Is that what you're yeah, at? Me too. Yeah, 10-man for okay. me too. So we're four men in. We talked about Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Derek Rose. Is it possible that Luke Kennard gets some wing minutes in terms of being that three? Yeah, it's very much possible. But the guys that I'm going to focus on in this particular part of the show are Zaire Williams, who is my starter on opening night. Again, you're talking about thinking of it from Taylor Jenkins' perspective. Totally logical thought process. I'm just doing it if it was Coach Joe Mullen actually running the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Zaire Williams is starting. Zaire Williams is getting 28 minutes. I love his length. I love how confident he's been. He's a guy that is worth investing in. And you have to figure out if he's the goods or not, right? Now's yeah. the time because you're going to have to extend him in this summer. If he is the goods, if he's that guy, try to get him to as team-friendly of a deal as possible. If he's not the guy, you probably need to trade him because you're not going to keep him around and you don't want to hurt his value too much. So it's it's a pooper get off the pot, so to speak, when it comes to Zaire Williams. I'm giving him every chance to earn that uh, opportunity to be the long-term guy at the three. And then basically his backup, and again, Luke Kennard will get some of these minutes as well. You could argue Desmond Bain will get some of these minutes too, mm-hmm. uh, is David Roddy, right? This could be Jake LaRavia. This could be if you really like John Conchar, where you put Conchar in. I love the versatility of Roddy, especially defensively. I like how he has a frame that will be conducive to rebounding. He can play on the perimeter. He can play down low. He does a lot of things well. Maybe not a uh, jack of all trades. Maybe he's not a master of any particular trade, but he's a jack of all of them. And I'm I'm uh, I'm a fan of David Roddy's game. If you say LaRavia, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, if you say John Conchar, I would hate it. But, again, I, I think LaRavia as your 11th man in this current situation makes sense. But I'm going Roddy 10th uh, at 14 minutes. What about you? Yeah, well, before I get into it, speaking of, uh, you know, Conchar and LaRavia, we did – at yesterday's practice, kind of get an update on the status of those two sure. uh, since they both missed the last two games. Uh, with John Conchar, he's been out with personal reasons. If you've you know looked on the bench, you haven't seen him on the bench, things like that. So he's been dealing with a personal matter where he was away from the team. All good now. He was at practice on Tuesday. And then similarly uh, with Jake LaRavia, most of us saw the fall uh, in that game. I think it was against the Bucks. And where he pretty much hurt his right hand. Uh, he was at practice, uh, had his right wrist taped up. Uh, Taylor Jenkins said he's pretty much clear to go from this point on. So I would suspect that we see one or possibly even both of those guys in, in the preseason finale. Now I'm getting into the rotation because we got the same two guys. Zaire Williams, David Roddy uh, are the two nice. guys. And, I like when we agree. And here's another thing. Uh you know, I just just talking to people around the organization. I don't I don't want to say it's a two man ratio. But I want to say that I've been kind of led to believe that Zaire and David Roddy are the two guys who are likely in the competition to be the starting small forward. In my opinion, they're the two wings that have looked the best this preseason. Yeah, but, but you know, I mean, Luke Kennard, he's a great shooter. But it just sounds like those two guys kind of have the leg up, you know, from that perspective. So with that being said, uh, here's how I distributed my minutes. I think you had Zaire at around 28. For me, I got him at 25. And then I had David Roddy at 10 minutes. 
So again, talking about where Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard, I had them at 33 and 26, uh, which equals up to 59 minutes, which means uh, those guys will probably play, you know, some of their minutes at small forward. I think Desmond Bain will do so much more uh, than Luke Kennard just because he's a, you know, a bigger player, uh, a, a better, better defender, better defender overall. Exactly. So uh, I got Zaire at 25 uh, and the thing about Zaire and Luke Kennard, they're roughly around the same number, but I think matchup wise, whoever the Grizzlies are, you know, they're going to be games where the Grizzlies say, Hey, we want to close with uh, Luke Kennard because we trust that Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain can guard the two primary scores, and we can just put Luke Kennard on the spot-up shooter, and we'll be fine in the closing stretch. There will be other games where you're probably playing a team hmm, like the Mavericks or the Suns, and you got Kyrie and Luka, or you got Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant, and you're saying, we need Zaire, we need Dez, and we need Marcus all out there. So those guys are roughly around. I think David Roddy, uh, him being at 10 minutes is not, you know, has anything to do with his skill set. It's just at the end of the day, he's the 10th guy in this rotation based on uh, need, based on volume. Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard will get those extra minutes uh, that Zaire Williams isn't getting. And Roddy's role will be more of being, you know, playing the spot minutes. So uh, Zaire Williams and David Roddy are who I have in right now, of course. Uh, Joe's not going to want to hear this part, but I'm, I'm not closing the door yet on John Conchar. Again, he was away from the team. If you go back to the very first preseason game, Joe, he was the very first uh, wing to come off the bench. Uh, and David Roddy, to his credit, the reason I have him here is because while John Conchar was away from the team, David Roddy uh, played really good basketball. Uh, I, I I just know, look, Taylor Jenkins, you said yourself, you you call him like the Grayson Allen of the team now. Like, Taylor Jenkins likes – he. there is some dependability and reliability there. You know as a coach – uh, those things are very important, and, and that's what he has with Conchar. But at the end of the day, with all that being said, Zaire Williams and David Roddy are my two guys at this point. I think that, you know, you can count on White Rice, right? Like White <laughs> Rice will always be there. It will always be uh, a wonderful vehicle for more delicious foods on top yeah. of it. I just see a higher upside with David Roddy at this point, and he marries, in my opinion, what Conchar does well in terms yeah. of being dependable with a higher upside. He is a yeah. higher upside John Conchar. Maybe not in terms of the way that they play, but in terms of investment, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that you could say Jake LaRavia is worthy of beating out John Conchar consistently right now. But I do think you can say that about Roddy because he does what the Grizzlies need done with a higher possibility of, you know, I think Roddy had a game where he scored 25 or some points, right? Uh, it might have been against Philly, if my memory serves me uh, correctly. Dallas, Dallas. Mm -hmm. Dallas, thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's de he does that against Dallas. He goes off. John Conchar is not doing that. That's not happening, right? So I, I would go Roddy for that particular reason. I'm with you on trying to get Kennard and Bain as many minutes as possible. I'm just kind of curious. And again, we started this segment talking about how the traditional positions don't really exist yeah, as much. It, it doesn't anymore. to me. Right. So – Technically, when Bain and Kennard play together, you could argue that it would be Bain as the three. Exactly. No, it, it doesn't necessarily matter. And 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 I think it 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 it's gonna be you know matchup dependent. You know, if you're playing the Dallas Mavs, you're gonna have Luca and and Kyrie Irving, and, and I'm not sure who who's the Mavs three. Like who who would start a small forward for them? Is it like a a Tim Hardaway or or? 
or Josh Green. Like they haven't figured it Somebody out. Yet. Like that, probably. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, let's say it's Josh Green. He's a really good defender that they like. Like if it's him, you just throw Luke Kennard on him and, and you're fine. Because you know, Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart, uh, they're gonna be in the game and they're gonna be counted on to say, You got Luca, you got Kyrie, like let's go. Or you could say, Hey, we want to save Desmond Bain for offense and we want to use Isaiah Williams to guard Kyrie Irving. And you know, we don't want to we want to save Des's legs uh for the end of the game. Or you could do it at the end of the game and just have, you know, Desmond Bain and uh Marcus Smart just guarding those guys at the end. But the Grizzlies have those options. And I think because of that having those options, you'll be able to move Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard down there. Cause you're not like it's probably two teams, uh the Clippers and the Suns, where they, one team has Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, and the other one has Bradley Beal. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Those are probably the two teams that you'll play where they have three legitimate, probably like guys that could average 20 plus and you need to put a, a pretty good defender. Like Russell Westbrook isn't the old Russell Westbrook, but you you ain't going to try to put Luke Kennard on him for long stretches, you know. Yeah, that would end very poorly for both Luke Kennard and the Memphis Grizzlies, it's safe to say. <laughs> so we've covered the wings, we've covered the guards, and we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies. We're going to talk bigs, which Memphis bigs see the floor. Does Kenneth Lofton Jr. get in the rotation of DeMichael and I? Who do you see getting the most minutes between Xavier Tillman and Santi Aldama? Obviously, Jaron and Steven Adams are the starters. How long do they get on the on the floor? We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200. That's right, $200. In bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That is gigantic amounts of money, and it's a wonderful opportunity and a wonderful reason to give FanDuel a shot. There's no better time to get in on the action. App is extremely easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So what are you waiting for? Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. We're talking bigs on the Memphis Grizzlies next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Stay with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media, Memphis Grizzlies contributor for that wonderful website. Joined at this time by my tremendous co-host, Mr. DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He is that Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. For that publication, between the two of us, lots of time covering the Grizzlies. Lots of basketball these eyes have seen. Yeah. And uh, you've you made a good choice starting your Grizzlies day or continuing your NBA content day with us here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Hopefully you'll stick around and check us out each and every day as proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network. So we have one last position group in terms of the rotation to Michael. We're six players in. We both have already said that we are 10-man rotation guys. So that means that there's literally just four names left to say. I'll get the easy ones out of the way. Jaron Jackson Jr., Steven Adams, those are my two final starters. So to summarize, I'm starting Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams. I've got Jaron Jackson Jr. at 32 minutes, which I know you're going to point out here in a minute, partner. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, would, that would be a career high for him for a variety of reasons. Uh, <laughs> Steven Adams at 28, you know, maybe that's a little too much given his knee concerns, but I think Adams is pretty significant, and I'd rather you know, get him out there as much as they can, especially without Jaw. Earlier in the show, I mentioned, because you have Luke Kennard getting more minutes than me, which maybe surprises some people, given my Luke Kennard love. I see this team as having two sixth men. 
and Ayasanti Aldama also getting 22 minutes. And I think that that what he did in FIBA, his ability to be a three-level scorer, a walking mismatch on most nights, I think that he is worthy of that level of investment. So I see him as a de facto second, sixth man, him and Kennard kind of sharing that role. And then I've got Xavier Tillman at 14 minutes. No Kenneth Lofton Jr. You know, every once in a while, I, I like to po the, poke the bear and say, has the gap closed? I think the gap has closed between Tillman and Lofton, but not enough to warrant benching a guy who has been able to defend Carl Anthony Towns and LeBron James and Anthony yeah. Davis. Not consistently well, per se, but better than a lot of people do. He has a much more versatile defensive skill set, especially next to Aldama. He is too similar to Adams in terms of what Memphis wants from their true center to not play at this stage. So I've got Jackson Jr. and Adams as the starters, mm -hmm. J Triple J at 32 minutes, Steven Adams at 28. I've got Aldama as my de facto second sixth man at 22 minutes and then Tillman at 14. What say you? Yeah, uh, so same guys. Our minutes vary uh, a decent amount uh, with this position group. Uh, I think you had Jaron at, what, 32? I uh, did, which, again, would be a career high for him. Would be, would be a career high. I don't think he's top 30 at uh, any point. Now, most of that is the foul trouble. You know, uh, that, that is part You're being of being optimistic, Demichael. But it, I, I know, but you don't I, – I, again – I'm thinking Taylor Jenkins here a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, you know, our my starting lineup is who I think should be the starter. But I just know Taylor Jenkins isn't going to Tom Thibodeau these guys. Like, he is – he's very much uh, – him and Mike Bootenhoser are very similar. Like, we see it with Giannis and, you know, Chris Middleton and all those guys too. Like, they just play around 32, 33 minutes. Like, he, he – at the end of the day, you know, the more they're on the floor, the team is better. But that doesn't – you're playing the long game, basically. So uh, I got Jaron Jackson Jr. at 29 uh, minutes for me. 29 would still, I think, uh, be a career-high uh, number for him. Uh, I mean, you just go through his career uh, at this point. 26 as a rookie, 28 and a half his second season. Uh, then he had the year he only played 11 games, had 23 and a half. He had 27 uh, minutes a couple of years ago. And then last season went up to 28.4 when we saw foul trouble didn't really hunt him as much, even though his fouls were high, it wasn't as many, you know, two foul first quarters and things like that. So I got him going up just a tad bit, you know, from 28 and a half to 29. Uh, Steven Adams staying around his number. He's been at, you know, 26 and a half, 27 and a half with the Grizzlies in the last couple of years. I got him at 26 and this is easy for me. One, uh, you know, the Grizzlies, you know, the medical staff here. Uh, they're going to be really careful with Steven Adams early on. It's not because he's hurt or anything. I, it's it's just it's they're going to take all the precautions. Overly cautious, yeah. And and I think you know uh, that first back to back we talk about in Washington, like that might be a night where he doesn't play or something like that early in the season. Even when he does play, uh, I don't think you're going to see him push 30 minutes uh, too off. Now, granted, you know. Um, there will be matchups where Steven Adams will be the preferential big to finish games. If you follow uh, the last time we saw Steven Adams uh, on the floor, Brandon Clark was also still healthy at that point. So uh, I wonder how that could factor into it as well, because we saw the Grizzlies. It kind of was a mix and match. You know, some games Brandon Clark would close alongside Jaron Jackson Jr. when they could just switch one through five. And then there were other teams when they played those bigger opponents or when they need to grind out those rebounds, Steven Adams. 
uh, would be the closing five. So I think you're going to get the same thing. But this year, instead of Brandon Clark, it's going to be Santi, which is why I'm not too far off from you. I have Santi at 23 minutes uh, in that case. Uh, I think he, he he's at 23. If you talk about I had Jaren at 29, I got Santi at 23. Uh, they both can't do that while playing the power forward position exclusively. Uh, just like I think we're going to see more Bain and Kennard lineups, we're going to see more of the Jaren and Santi 4-5 combo. Uh, I don't have Tillman as low as Roddy. I still have Tillman up at 18 minutes. I, I get, you know, that's – I doubt he plays 18 minutes per game. But uh, the thing is – with Xavier Tillman Sr., I got him there. I kind of cheated a little bit, Joe. Uh, he's at 18, probably not more so because of the minutes he's going to play off the bench, but I think that's just going to be closer to where he ends up when you factor in. He's probably going to get, you know, a few starts uh, while Steven Adams uh, is, you oh, know. Oh, you big cheater. Yeah, yeah I, I had to. I had, cheater, I, cheater. It's, it's, like, move, it's like Tyus Jones, right? Like you, you knew – you know, Tyus Jones, he got those extra minute bumps anytime job was out. But with all that being said, look, if you watch uh, Xavier Tillman play in the preseason, it hasn't been anything flashy, but I'm going to tell you, he's given this team something different that it, that it didn't have last season. I would agree. Uh, they're really emphasizing this five-out thing, and – you really don't see it that much when Steven Adams is in the game. You see, you see it in stretches. It it, it comes about. It's here and there. Uh, you see it a little bit with Santi and, and Jaron, but still one of those guys usually, you know, goes in the paint. When you see it the most is when Santi and Tillman are on the floor together or or Jaron and Tillman. But when Tillman is on the floor with one of those guys, he goes to the corner. We saw him made a, make a three-pointer, you know, in the last game, sure but he's, he's attempted a few. Uh, he's really going to be kind of one of the biggest keys to this whole five-out spacing thing. Uh, and we've seen him make three-pointers in the past. He kind of just, like, abandoned it last year. We talked to him about that, like, a week ago, and he basically said uh, with his role, if you remember last year, he was in the G League, he was in the rotation, he was out of the rotation, he was starting. He said with his role changing so much, he basically just didn't want to mess things up. So he just stood – to what he was best at. And that makes sense to anyone. Like at the end of the day, you know, he basically saying, uh, I just wanted to focus on the things that I felt like I was good at instead of uh, entering the lineup and trying things out. So he didn't shoot many three-pointers. But that role that he gives them, uh, it's a little bit different from last season. I can't wait to see how that helps, you know, a guy like Derrick Rose, you know, attacking the paint. David Roddy, you know, attacking the paint off the bench. Asante with his ability to create, uh, you know, off the dribble and same thing with Luke Kennard. Uh, I think he gives them something there, and his defense is self-explanatory. So that's how I have it uh, laid out. And, again, we mentioned Lofton. Uh, I'll just say that I'm sure there will be games, like when Tillman comes into the you know starting role, he'll be the backup center in those situations and things like that. And there's a role for him to be had probably against certain opponents in certain games. But at, at the end of the day, this is my 10-man rotation. Got to try to win, right? Defense yeah. wins. You, you got to be wins. able to defend and – Xavier Tillman is just a better defender than Kenneth Lofton Jr. at this stage. And there's no shame in that, but that's the reality. And I think there's things that Lofton Jr. can do to improve his yeah. defense and improve his ability to move. And we'll see if he uh, comes along in that way. I thought that was a wonderful exercise, Michael. Kudos to you. Look at us picking the same 10-man rotation. Good yeah, for you. I liked it. I liked it. Being correct and thinking similarly to me. Well done, partner. Good job. Um, the next time we're together here on Lockdown Grizzlies, it'll be a Thursday edition of the show. Uh, DeMichael, again, we're getting closer to the start of the season. 
I'm getting kind of itchy in terms of awards predictions. Maybe that's something we could focus on on our next episode. Grizzlies most likely to win an award overall NBA awards. We'll save like the team predictions for next week, but maybe individual award season kind of stuff might be a good focus for our next show. I like it. I like it. Uh, we we kind of if they were listening, if you were listening closely, we 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 really hinted a little bit uh, to a couple yeah. things. If you were listening, but we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah, for our loyal listeners that listen very carefully and closely, you might know exactly what the Michael's talking about. But if not, that's okay. We'll cover it more on our next episode. Thank you so much for being with us. Wherever you get your podcasts, however you take in the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, literally everywhere. However you take in Lockdown Grizzlies, DeMichael and I appreciate it. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, commenting, reviewing, all of those sorts of things. We will catch you next time. Until then, stay locked in. Enjoy the rest of this preseason bye week. He's DeMichael. I'm Joe. This is Locked on Grizzlies.